The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here, and this is my podcast, my weekly show, wherein I bring to you my thoughts, perspectives, sometimes conversations with others about how to live better in the modern world, how to negotiate and pull off a, a healthy, vibrant, happy life, and to take advantage of the things that are great about the modern world, but then not let the things that aren't so great get you down too much. Is that does that does that sum it up pretty if you're just joining me I do urge you to go back and listen to way way better openings than what you just heard cuz there I've topped that one like 181 times and this is the the 182nd try okay um but for real, the modern world. Yeah, I I I come here every week and I and I and I and I talk about you know the the difficulties that people are having, the people that I work with, and, and and things I've heard from you guys, and just my own sort of experience looking at the ways of the world and saying, okay, there's so much about the modern world that's really really hard to negotiate, but then there's so much about the modern world that is that is extremely awesome and 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 helps us be happier and maintain happiness. How do we? Figure out what works and what doesn't is is simply about how we are as individuals, how in our minds we are calm and maybe less stressed, so we can we can get perspective on things and look at things a little. You know, we're not always just battling through to get through the day. In other words, you know, we've got moments of calm where we can sort of assess and say, this thing that I maybe even feel like doing, I, I know I know that this isn't going to make me happy this time to do that thing. I, I have this craving for this food, and I know because of based, you know, past experience that if I eat it right now, I'm not going to like it. Another, another time, you might, it, you might eat it, and you might like it, and you're going to know that too. It's a, my small steps approach is unique because it, 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 it gets you in touch with what works for you. It's not one size fits all. I, I, and I wanted to mention this anyway because I, I'm going to bring this up like every three episodes. The most common misconception about my approach is that seemingly large leaps of behavior can't be small steps. The small stepper's way is to determine this and this alone. What is the size of my step that I can do starting today that will be minimally stressful? Something that I could, I always say, you could, can you do it for the rest of your life? One person's step may be way bigger than another's, but you're both small steppers. Why? <clears throat> because you're approaching your life with that ethic, the ethic of, I'm not going to fall into this trap ever again of taking on too much just because I want change so badly. That is the struggle. We want change in some ways. So, you know, if it's weight for somebody or, or energy for somebody or they want to run a, a marathon because that's their dream, they want it and they want it bad. <clears throat> How do you look at that situation and your, your need and your desire for a result and say, I, I, I get it. I, I feel that need. I'm, I'm driven. I want that result. Okay. What's the best way for me to get this done? And I just think the best way is a way that is not going to make you sick, not going to make you potentially injured, especially if it comes to things like training for a marathon, for instance, um, and, and just not stressed overall. It's actually going to make the process healthier. 
<clears throat> more on that in a minute because my most recent YouTube video <clears throat> kind of hit that, you know, that, that subject a little bit because it's a, it's a knowledge-based approach. It is implementing change <clears throat> and getting to know yourself better on the way, unlike things like diets where you're, you are implementing change. There's, there's no doubt about that. You just generally, because you're so focused on, you know, what's in the text in front of you that you're, it's not figuring out, I'll put it this way. When you actually think about the step you're going to do or, or increasing a step or decreasing a step as the case may be, all that thinking that goes into manipulation of your steps list, that's knowledge. Every time you do that, you are building a practice of self-care. Every time you consider, okay, what would be good for me? Can I handle this? Is this too much for me? What's going on in my life right now? Is this too much for me to take on? <clears throat> Am I going to burn out if I do this? That's self-care. That You're learning how to just, just without even thinking about it, take care of yourself. Your backdrop is... I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna tank myself. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drive, beat myself into the ground. I'm gonna work my ass off, but not in a way that's debilitating. I'm. It's. I'm too worth it, and my life is too worth it, and the people I love are too worth it. That if I tank myself, if I take myself down, because by God, I want to get to a healthy weight as fast as possible, and if I have to kill myself in the process, then so be it. I think for most people, that's not the best model. Okay, I don't. I just don't think that's the best model. And again, we can get through it. We can push through it. We can willpower it out until the tank runs dry, and then we're just too tired. We're just limping to the finish, and the best and easiest thing for us to do is to return to what is familiar, and that is the, the way of the yo-yo dieter. Just like at the end of this thing, it's like, wow, I got through it. I accomplished it. Great. Oh, I'm exhausted. And now I got to go back to eating all the stuff I was before. I didn't really learn anything. Instead, a small stepper goes, okay, let's set, let's set this in motion forever. It evolves over time. You learn about yourself over time. That's what this is. This is a thinking game, you guys, a thinking game. More, you, you gotta, the reason why I think I'm being asked to speak more than I've ever been before, and it's growing, which I'm happy about because I love that. I love it. I love this podcast. I love my YouTube channel. I love speaking in front of people. It's just, I just love it. And I think it's because <clears throat> at some of these events, there's so much about the, the, the stuff of the world, and that's necessary too, but things like nutrition or you know protein and vitamin D and all these kinds of things, and that's fine. But, but to me, the missing element is one of thought and one of ethic and one of, of self-care and, and one of just building in this why into your actions. I think we, we again, we can get swept up in a whole bunch of different ways if we don't have a core, a base, a foundation of knowledge about ourselves, then we we know what we stand for. And when we know what we stand for, then whatever we do is going to be effective, more effectively done so that it sticks. Dig it? Got it? Okay. Sip of mushroom coffee. <clears throat> I got a little frog in my throat and I don't usually eat frogs, but you know, protein. Um... I actually thought today on the way home from, from the Stanford Inn, <clears throat> where I work, stanfordinn.com, um, they're not sponsoring me for crying out loud. I was actually on the way home thinking about this, uh, that um, I was almost going to have a single malt 
during the podcast. You're gonna just gonna sip on a single malt. That's the first time I've even thought of that in in maybe a hundred episodes. I don't even know when the last time I did. For those of you just joining me, back in the day when I started this podcast, I would usually have a single malt scotch, and I did it on purpose because. Um, I wanted the message to be, and I still have this message, by the way, which is it's what you do most of the time. I'm very, very wary when I teach people about nutrition, and I don't touch on that too much in this podcast, but um, of people taking the reins and going, okay, now that I know this, I can't stray even for a minute. And then militancy arises and rigidity arises and unhappiness arises. This is about being happy, being in control of your life. So I purposefully would talk about it. And I simply don't do it now because I just don't feel like it. I just got home and I was like, I don't feel like a friend. Huh. Um, and so I didn't. Um, I usually have maybe one every week at most, sometimes less. Um, but I thought about it today because I was like, wouldn't it be cool? I should probably have a single malt because a lot of new people have joined the podcast and are listening to it. And I love having you guys. Um, but at the same time, like when I have a single malt, I, I think it's probably a good indicator of like somebody who might listen and go, Hey, drink scotch. This is the worst health-based podcast I've ever heard. I'm moving on. And I, you totally should, because that's not my message. I am about health and happiness. First and foremost, we do a ton. Everybody listening to this don't need to know you a ton of unnatural things, a ton of unnatural things. You know, how I know. Because you're in the modern world, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not, you know, long beard knit in the Ozarks right now. I get, just guarantee it. The Wi-Fi up there, trust me, it's horrible. I've been up there. I tried to log in and, uh, in a cave, and it, I just got like one bar. I was like, this is ridiculous. So I went down to Denny's and made my life better. Um, but you're in the world. You're in the world. And if you're in the world, you're unnatural. Sorry. But approaching the natural means you're going to include learn how via small steps to include more things that are natural in your life to make your life better. I, I, I'm always concerned about militancy. I'm always concerned about rigidity because I don't want anybody to fall into that trap. I want you to be in control of your life. And if, and if you don't think that single malt scotch has any business in your body, then you shouldn't do it ever, of course. I enjoy it. It's a thing I enjoy. I'm having a mushroom coffee. Ain't the best thing in the world either, but I'm having it. And it's not the worst thing in the world either. And so it's, 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 you know, it's appropriate for me. Do I think that everybody can benefit from my small steps approach? Yes, I do. But the fact is, is everybody's small steps approach, what it actually looks like, their steps list, what they have in it, that, that differs for everybody. But the, I wish everybody had an ethic of, yeah, I'm worth taking care of. How, how can that be a bad thing on any level? That when you wake up tomorrow, <clears throat> you think, I'm going to do the best thing for myself, no matter what the circumstance, because I'm, I I'm worth taking care of. How can that be a bad thing in any, in any world th- at all? And so it's, but you, you got to learn this. You got, it's a learned, that in and of itself is a learned behavior. Dig it? Okay. <sighs> Should I end here? No, I'm not going to end. Look, don't get back on the freeway. You guys pull over. As soon as there's silence, you just jam on the brakes. It's not safe. Uh, okay, a couple quick things. I do a meal plan with Matt Frazier, Health Made Simple, nomeanathlete.com, meal-plan-system. Links are in the show notes. Go look it up. It's cool. We're getting really good response from people, and they're just like, I just got a really nice email from some members, and they were like, I, they had some questions about their kids, and I 
you know, wrote them back an, a nice email and they said they, you know, incorporated the changes, thanked me, and they're like, have never been feeling better. And I took, well, what? It's just the best thing ever, right? Okay. Go do that. Thank you to everybody um, who has, you know, supported me in any any number of ways via reviews of the podcast, throwing me a good rating or a review on iTunes, uh, throwing me a couple bucks donation, um, uh, buying my, you know, books or, Approaching the Natural podcast merch on SidGarzaHillman.com. I got a few more things to send out. Oh, by the way, note. Okay, so I ran out of mediums and smalls of the Nutty Net shirts. Like I sold out of them, which is cool because those were the two biggest. And I'm almost out of the other sizes. So I have new ones on order and they're navy blue. I'm very excited about that. And I it was no choice. I had no choice because they ran out of the color that I originally, they like, they don't make it anymore. So <clears throat> I'm pretty happy because I think navy blue is going to be really cool too. So if you guys are interested, you know, that'll be up on the site as soon as I get the damn shirts in, which could be any minute. I will be, uh, oh, so if you go to SidGarzaHillman.com, you can find out all that stuff. You can find out about me and my small steps coaching practice, and you can you can find out where I'm where I am on social media, all that kind of crap. Got dig it? Oh, <clears throat> I know what I want to tell you. Sorry, just stream of consciousness and a frog in my throat. It's like a, it's like an emotionally, it's like an emotional stream of consciousness, um, which happened when I was crying while reading James Joyce one time. Just, just, just emotional stream of consciousness. Mm. So Strava, you guys know I'm a fan, right? Because I've talked about it a thousand times. They don't sponsor me. I'm not connected to them. They should. I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying they don't. But there's this woman. Very nice. Who works for Strava? And like a year or two ago, she emailed me and said she was a fan of the podcast. She listens to the podcast. And if I'm ever down in San Francisco, I should come in and 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 check out the offices. I never have. I want to, but usually if I'm in San Francisco, it's because I'm on my way to the airport in a hurry and running late and trying to fly out somewhere. That's kind of the thing. I don't go. Ah, why don't I just pull into Strava? Um, Anyway, so she, I'm kind of talking to folks at the inn the other night, and I walked to this table. I'm saying, and she goes, "Hey, I'm the, I'm, I can't remember her. I'm so sorry, I can't remember her name." But she goes, "I, I work for Strava." And I'm like, "I totally remember you, and you invited me to the office." She goes, "Yes." She brought me a shirt. She brought me a Strava shirt. Is that cool? And she said that she's been trying to sort of get the point across that I make too, which is that that I, and again, I'm not connected to them, so there's no financial, except for I have a t-shirt. So I'm going to retire now because I have a freaking medium t-shirt. Okay. So give me a break. But, um, the message is, is that I've urged people to get on Strava when, when they're just doing, and not just like in a pejorative way, but they're doing only, um, integrated exercise. If you're just joining me, go back and I have a video on it. It's, it's splitting up movement throughout the day. Okay. I'm doing it myself. Okay. It's in addition to my runs. I integrate movement throughout the day. Okay. Um, but 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 people have joined on Strava and I have seen integrated exercise. Like it's so cool. Like they'll do five squats five times a day. So Strava, I think maybe it was crafted for like the elite triathlon running kind of person. But to me, if you move your body, get on it. I, I there is I, I I as really ambivalent as I have been of late for social media. There are a few shining stars. Strava is one of them. Why? Because it's positive and it's promoting positive behavior. And there's no, I've never been trolled on Strava. And I have a fair amount of followers. Like I, and the rule is if you follow me, I follow you back. So I have a, I have a good group of followers, like 
size, pretty sizable. Not as big as others, but whatever, like it's sizable. And I've never been trolled. Like everybody's into everybody. They're all helping. There's no, it's like thumbs up, man. Good work. There's no negative. There's no thumbs down. There's no, no craziness. I've never had a single negative comment ever, never. And I've been on it for a few years. So um, it's kind of cool. So if you, if you think, have you thought to yourself, gosh, I, I don't do enough to get on Strava, think again, get on there and just be part of a cool thing. And, and it's a, it's a helpful reminder to, to get you going. And um, yeah. And so it's like, that's the best part of social media is the, the, when it's, when it's in the context of social support, you see what I'm saying? <sighs> that's a, like a, that sounded like a commercial. And basically I got paid with a t-shirt. I am like the best you sponsor me, you get a lot for your money because I got a t-shirt and a medium and I just laid out a freaking Strava ad. All I'm saying is let's focus on the positive stuff, whether that be Strava or anything else, okay? All right, in two weeks, I'll be flying to Marshall, Texas for the Health Fest there and can't wait doing three talks, main stage and a couple more after that. I'll be there all weekend. I may be staying like through Monday even because there's a, a fun run there that I'll be running, but then they asked me to maybe run, although they booked my flight, so I said, you guys have me flying out Sunday, but they might delay it and I'll fly out Monday so that I can do like another semi-organized run on Monday morning, which I'm looking forward to because I think Josh Lajani, who's a buddy of mine, he came on the podcast um, while well, last year when I was in Marshalls when I interviewed him, and um Super cool. So I don't, you know, I got some things planned. I might do a little podcasty kind of thing over there to sit down with some some heavy hitters that are going and have some shorter conversations and meld those all together. I don't know. Why are you pressuring me to have a firm plan? I don't have a firm. I never have a firm plan. In New York, I will be May 21st uh, speaking there. I'll be there for both days. I think it's the, I don't remember, 20th and 21st or 21st and 22nd. But whatever it is, I'll be there for both days of the New York City Veg food fest, but I'm speaking on the 21st. That I know. I'll be at the Triangle Veg Fest, trianglevegfest.com in Durham, North Carolina, August 26th and 27th. So there I am, March, May, and August nicely spread out there, and that's my deal. Okay, let's get into some stuff here because <clears throat> you know, if you guys listen to this podcast before, which most of you probably have, mm, you know that I'll poke I poke fun at labels, period. Because I, I just, to me, it's like, let's get underneath. I would say, let's get behind the veil. It's like, the veil is like, ah, there, I understand this word and what it means to me. I know what meditation is. Okay, well, but when you get behind the veil, it's not so simple, is it? I know what exercise is. Okay, well, when you get behind the veil, it's not maybe what you thought it was, or maybe it can be different than you thought it was, and maybe it can be what you want it to be. What? Huh? Oh, shocking. Um, taking control of your life. Crazy, crazy. Um, getting behind the veil. So with that said, I'll, I'll poke a little fun at the paleo diet. The one bad review I got on my podcast was when I started making fun of butter coffee, something to the effect of that when you drink butter coffee, like mermaids fly out of your cup. I, it was because people just think it's magic. Um, and some guy was like, Rah, one star. And then he like apologized and goes, well, so anyway, um, but neither here nor there. But so, so I like sort of poke fun at the paleo diet because it's kind of ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's not. It's the substance of it has has at parts of it are kind of okay. But the general, like I back out of it and go as a concept, it's nutty nut nut and not like the good kind of nutty nut nut. 
And here's my sort of overall look at what the paleo diet embodies. And to me, it embodies sort of the worst of the diet fitness world. Like I, I just think, yeah, to me, you go, okay, well, it's on so many levels crazy. Like, okay, well, what we used to do, this is the sort of, this would be the, the, the assumption, the premise, if you will. What we used to do is what we should do now. Okay, clearly that's not always the case, number one. Okay, just, well, if we used to do that, does that necessarily mean it's a good thing or that it's appropriate? I, I don't know. I don't think it's a given. Good, good. Okay, two. Number two, to take one part of the Paleolithic era, and that is the food, and to say, okay, let's just extract the food that we think they ate and now just launch it right smack dab into the middle of the modern world, also nutty, nut, nut. A couple years ago, I did an article for Mind Body Green. It's still up there um, that I refer to them as Safeway Paleos. It's like, sorry, but if you look at Paleolithic era and you look at theories about what they ate, that's all fine and good, except what are the other factors of their lives? Were they outside moving their bodies? Yeah, they were. Were they wearing the sun? Yeah, they were. <clears throat> Did they have jobs and commutes and were they using cleaning supplies on their uh, countertops and were they using shampoos and chemicals on their skin? Were they? I mean, it's a whole thing to say, okay, well, then we're just going to take the food and then that's going to be enough. I don't think that's enough. And I've said as a joke, but I kind of meet it, go paleo. Everybody should go outside in a loincloth and go chase down your food. And the fact of the matter is, scientifically speaking now, which I'm just going to read to you a little thing, but we've kind of, it's not actually that new, but I want to read it to you anyway, is, is that it's basically pretty simple, which is if there's plants around, we're going to eat them. And if there's no plants around, we're going to eat an animal. It doesn't make sense to say, um, I'm going to go chase down an animal when I'm surrounded by mangoes and papayas. It's a lot of work to chase down an animal. So then to say, okay, we're going to clip that off and just place it right on top of the modern world. And now we walk into the market and buy our meat with no work. It doesn't take any more work to do that than it does to, to put some apples in your cart. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. You're not doing the associated work for the, what you're getting in return. I've been talking about this recently, actually, in my classes, but I think it's a good thing to sort of have, a, have a, a basic awareness of this. Even when it comes to nuts and seeds, for instance, the, the, the time and effort it would take for you to walk up to an almond tree and pick and shell enough almonds to, fill, to create a good handful is a significant amount of time and effort and movement and you're outside, okay? But yet we go to the market now and we have a shovel and we shovel our almonds out of the bulk bin into a bag with almost no energy expenditure for this massive amount of energy that in the wild we would sort of be expending energy to get that energy. But at the same time, interestingly to me, I was thinking about, well, if we walked up in nature and picked a piece of fruit, let's just say an apple, pick an apple off a tree, that's about the same amount of energy expended as picking out an apple in a, in a supermarket. It's a little more one-to-one, -one, which kind of proves my, my own premise of approaching the natural, which is that the closer we get to what is most natural to us, the better we do in the modern world. Meaning, as you kind of move up the 
heavy box, light box to heavy. If you guys don't know what this is, put your email address in my website. You get a free chapter of my book, Approaching the Natural Health Manifesto, which is on this thing. And I also have a YouTube video too, okay? Um, But as you move up the Approaching the Natural spectrum, and you get heavier box, more natural, not not all the way natural. The food we eat in the market isn't what it used to look like, but it's more natural. It's a, it's a little more evened out in terms of energy expended to energy gotten. Got it? It's where the paleo diet, again, fails to walk into a market and buy a massive amount of calories in the form of meat with with virtually no energy expended to get it is a is an imbalance that we are not dealing with on a health basis. Got it? Okay. The last point I, I make about the paleo diet, and I'm not the only one who makes it, and this is the thing that I think is the most absurd, is that there was just one diet for every human type thing, Neanderthal or Homo, whatever it was, Homo sapiens sapien. Um at all, at all. There was one diet for every one of them, no matter where they were. The fact of the matter is, it's just not true. But now, of course, there's you know stuff coming out about it of saying, okay, well, wait a second, let's look at this. So this is a really interesting thing. This was in the Press Democratic Press Democrat, but it was also in New Scientist and Associated Press and a piece on it in in um, the Washington Post. But this is from the Press Democrat. Caveman, cavemen had varied diet. Is the headline okay? Eating like a caveman listen to this, meant chowing down on woolly rhinos and sheep in Belgium, but munching on mushrooms, pine nuts, and moss in Spain. It all depended on where they lived, new research shows, even though this is, this is, this is actually, I've read about this stuff like two or three years ago, so, but, but fine, newish. Scientists got a sneak peek into the kitchen. I guess they had kitchens back then. I don't know. They found a microwave, and then they also found a, like a, a hot plate. Um, they sneak peek into the kitchen of three Neanderthals by scraping off the plaque stuck on their teeth and examining the DNA. What they found smashes a common public misconception that the caveman diet was mostly meat. And this is an aside that's not relevant to my discussion here, but it's kind of interesting. They also found hints that one sickly teen used primitive versions of penicillin and aspirin to help ease his pain because those are plant-based if you don't know. The penicillin is obviously from the mold and the and the aspirin comes from a like a birch. I think it's a birch tree. And um, I, I could be wrong about that, but it's a, it's a tree. And so it's like they were actually discovering certain plants had medicinal properties <clears throat> that deal with, you know, dealt with pain, et cetera, et cetera. But, but isn't that interesting that it's like, it would, I guess interesting, but sort of obvious when you think about it. And this is what makes me so mad about, uh, you know, labels like this is what the paleo diet is. It doesn't make any sense. It's where you were dictated what you ate. It makes total sense. It's like you're around. You're not going to get food that isn't around you because you don't have a car and an airplane and trucking and trains and boats to travel food all over the world. You eat what's around you. That's that's common sense. The fact that all of a sudden public conventional wisdom says otherwise is kind it kind of speaks to that we should question that stuff now and then, don't you think? So now we're in the modern world, when you go into the market, do you or do you not have access to a tons of fruits and vegetables? You do. Most of us do. Some people don't. And you do the next best thing like you would do in, in, in the wild if you're trying to be as healthy as you possibly can. You do the next best thing most of the time. 
So it's just, a, you know, that article comes up. Jeff Stanford emailed it over because he knew that I, I would take an interest in, in this, and he got his master's in anthropology, so he's reading all these kinds of things. And I find it just really interesting. Like, they're scraping teeth. They're finding, like, oh, this is very interesting. Some person eats a woolly mammoth. And then another person is just like eating plants because that's what's around them and that's what they have to expend the, the minimal amount of energy to get in, in their world. Kind of makes sense when you think about it, doesn't it, you guys? So let's get past the, the, the labels and past the rules made by somebody else and start thinking about your own life and saying, okay, well, what's the best I can do in, in my life for myself? What do I want to do? Not what somebody tells me the rules are or even me telling you because I don't. I just want you to figure out for yourself. I want you to look at it and get past the crap. Got it? Okay. So anyway, there you go. Woo! Mm. If I had had uh, single malt scotch, that would have been a completely different uh, different diatribe. Probably a little slurred, probably pro-paleo is my guess. Um, and they did also, did I not read this part? They also scraped teeth, found out they were doing blended scotches, which is interesting. It makes That also makes sense because they weren't as advanced. Now that we're, you know, in the modern world, we can do, we move into single malt, but back then, makes total sense. They were blending scotch. They're so stupid. Cavemen are so stupid, aren't they? They didn't have brains as big as ours. Um, YouTube channel. Can you guys subscribe, please? And I have 114 videos on there. Can you believe 114? I don't even remember two of them. But I remember the one that I just posted yesterday, and by yesterday I mean this morning, which was called The Ultimate Life Hack. I'm going to get into that a little bit deeper on this podcast because um, it's kind of that I want to talk about a little more in depth here. Uh, but go ahead and do that. My daughter, I think I talked about this last week, but she has a YouTube channel. I'm not here to advertise it. Um, I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Only to say, I, I think it's amazing. She's actually posting one a week and she's shooting stuff and she's like a little mad scientist in there. We walk by and she's like doing, she's like doing stuff. And um, anyway, it's cool. I think it's really brave. I, that's what I think. I think like putting something out into the world takes courage. It definitely takes courage for adults. And we have fear around, is it going to be good enough? Am I good? What am I going to do? What about the criticism? And she's she's aware of that stuff. And she's almost 13 and she gets it, but she's kind of dig, digging in. I think it's excellent. I'm not sure I could have done that at, at 12 slash 13. I really don't. The, the closest I had was in college, uh, high school. I had a band called The Void. Yeah, you heard it right. The 80s, is that the best band name ever? The Void. Um, high school cover band. Uh, let's see. Talking Heads and She Was. U2. Um, maybe Oingo Boingo for sure. I can't remember the set list. And we were putting ourselves out there, but we were doing cover. You can kind of hide behind cover songs. There's no doubt about that. And the best I could do, I think, at that time was we were sort of playing little parties and high school parties and things like that. I think the biggest payoff I got was kissing Becky Bagwell after one of the shows. I, that was kind of the payoff. And here's my daughter launching YouTube into the world. And I was in a suburb in Texas, but I didn't have YouTube. So there you go. But I think it's pretty great. Pretty courageous. Uh, the lesson here, guys, is, um, you know, work on something that, that that you love and be passionate about it if you are and, and get in there in whatever way it takes for you to do it. Okay. And that means shoot videos. And if you don't want to post them, don't post them, but you create something. And if it's for yourself only right now or you and a friend, then that's where that is right now. And that's amazing rather than just, I don't want to do it. I'm afraid. What if people don't like it? And that's not making fun of people like that. I understand that. I get it. 
but uh, there's nothing like it. Okay, so let's get into the, um, the, 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 the subject of this week's podcast, which is called The Rules of the Game. And I did talk about this uh, a little bit in the YouTube video, and I even skirted around it last week um, in, in last week's podcast um, about how great it is that we can you know, create work for ourselves, things like that. But this is really not that. I think that's amazing that we have YouTube and we can make videos and all this kind of stuff, and we can anybody can do a podcast. Like, it's great. It's an amazing time to create work for yourself. This is about the rules. And, and, and I want to be clear that this isn't me saying, understand the rules of the game and don't try to change them. It, I kind of end saying that, but I'm not saying it like don't change your life. Here's what I mean. We can, as adults, and this is to me, it's a transition of being a child and moving into adulthood. And I think in adulthood, I think that to be an effective adult, and by effective, I mean living a life on your terms. I think that it means being aware of and accepting certain truths. And maybe in the maturity, maturing process, if we don't fully mature, we sort of keep getting pissed that the rules are what they are in, in certain facets of our lives. It's sort of a child's game to try and change the rule. I don't like the rules. I'm changing it. An adult finally goes, okay, these are the rules. Okay, fine. Then, then game on. I'm going to play them, and I'm going to play it the best I can. And this is where the change actually occurs, is when you accept the rules and continue and using those rules, excel in your life. It's a touchy subject because there's certain things where I don't want somebody to go like just roll. It's not about rolling over and going, well, that's just how life is. I'm just going to eat this way because that's how I've always been. That's not a rule. That's a behavior. A rule is saying, okay, here's what I, I'm going to get into the, I'm going to stop skirting and being like obtuse. Here we go. Ready? Diet after diet. Diet after diet. Yo-yo dieting, that's what that is. And what yo-yo dieting essentially is, is saying, I don't like, I think on some level we understand that that true change comes from doing the work. And this is what I touched on in the, in the YouTube video. It's doing the work. The ultimate life hack is the point I wanted to make, is that you gotta work hard. That's how, that's how you, you can't cheat the system. We work a certain way, we become happy when we work, this is actually, I'm reading a book called Deep Work right now. This is like cycle, this is studied and proven in studies. And that doesn't, you know, I'm sure there's studies showing otherwise, but there's studies that he cites where people, when they test them, are actually, even though they perceive that they, they think they're going to be happier in relaxation, but when tested, they're happier when they're working. I find this very interesting because... In my practice, in my approach, this is exactly the kind of experience I've had, that when I put help people put action in motion, when I help people build a steps list that embodies action, even if it's very small, they immediately, within like a week or two, are telling me they're thinking about things differently, they're noticing things that they're doing better. Almost immediately, they feel empowered and strong. That That is the deal. And I think that's that's the rules of the game. I think the rules of the game are, as an adult, you want to live better, you want to be happier, You you there's work to do. You cannot find a hack. You cannot look for a cheat. You can find something that looks like a cheat that gets you to a healthy weight 
faster than I'm going to do it by small stepping, but yours isn't going to last, number one, and number two, you're not going to get happy in your life. You're not going to build happiness, and what I talked about in the beginning of this podcast, self-knowledge. You're going to lose out on that stuff because you skipped over the process. Understanding the rules is saying, okay, well, this is what it takes to become health and happy. Building in long-term, lifelong behavior and sticking with it forever. That's how it works. That is the rules. Them's the rules. And to say, well, I don't like that. I want to I change those rules. We lose. We lose. At the point that we accept what I say all the time, which is that there is struggle thank goodness, associated with changing your life and taking control of your life, as soon as we accept that, then we go, okay, now I can be happy. Isn't that weird? It's in our brains. We think, I don't want to, we have this kind of animalistic drive to avoid stress, to avoid pain. That, That makes sense too. But in the context of the modern world, we have to, in a way, put ourselves Almost in an artifact, like we have to run the ultra marathon. And I'm not saying you, you, but for some people like running, it's a challenge. Don't, don't get hung up on ultra marathon, whatever. We have to consciously put ourselves in a challenge to, to be happy because that's how we stretch and evolve and grow. And we, 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 we dive into that work in a way that is fulfilling. And we get to know that only by following that rule, that fulfillment and happiness comes with accomplishment, hard work, and achievement. And if you fight that and spend all your time pissed about it and spend all your time trying to find workarounds to not have to get into struggle, you lose. You lose. You short-term win maybe on the weight front and the scale weight and the number says 142 and you're like, see, I won. And then that's just like the clock in the movie where you look up and the hands go super fast. That's a scale just boom, 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 back up to 192 in six months because you didn't do the work. You didn't do due diligence. You didn't spend the time. I'm not, I'm not here to cheat you. There's no cheat. I'm not here to slow you down. I'm here to tell you it's as fast as possible. I'm here to tell you this, what I talk about is accepting the rules of the game is specifically about changing your life. It's not getting trapped in inaction because you want to change the way things are done. Don't, and by the way, just like as an aside, don't take this to mean like that you can't, for instance, like fight a political system or just because those are the rules. Those, that's, a different, that's a different thing altogether. I'm talking about the societal norms. I'm talking about on a very biological level and a psychological level what it takes for habit change and just understanding. And I guess part of what informs us is our own experience with these things. And so I was thinking about adults who often come to me, by the way, who yo-yo diet. At what point do you go, okay, I've done this now. I I know it doesn't work. At what point I think it's an adult's finally view to say, and this is, this is the beauty of becoming an adult, by the way, is you can, if you can, if you have those moments that I talk about all the time, the small steppers moments, that's when you look back in your life and say, I've done this thing repeatedly and it has not worked. I have tried to change the rules. I have tried to cheat the way things are organized. I'm not doing that anymore. Now I'm buckling down. It's it's a that's the time. It's time to know better. I mean, how many diets do we have to do before we realize, oh geez, I you know, I think diets don't work, no matter how attractive this brand new diet and this brand new I always think, what's the next thing? Like, what is, there's something coming. 
it's kind of fun to think like, okay, what's going to be the next fad? Right now it's paleo, but maybe that's on its way out. And there's going to be one. I don't even, there could be some out there now. You know who doesn't pay attention to it? Me. Because it's antithetical to any work that I do is trying to find out, find out what the next fad diet is. We know enough about food. We, we already got it. And if you understand that, you can actually then act and make change in your life. And the fact of the matter is, <clears throat> they say like 95% of diets fail. If you're in the 5% for whom a diet worked and you did a diet for 21 days and it just, you got it, you did it and and you're still doing it, you're probably not listening to this podcast. And it's it's fine. You shouldn't because you got, you're the 5%, you got it in there, but I just, I've never seen it actually happen. I so they say 95%, but I don't know who they're testing because I ain't ever seen it. And I've seen it, talked to lots of people over the years and I've never seen it. I've have seen Yes, they, it worked for a short time. Yo, yeah, no, I got down. It worked. I got down to the, but I gained it all back. But I gained it all back. But I gained it all back. But I gained it all, boom, I ain't doing this anymore. This is, and I don't mean this in a, in a negative way at all, but there's a pretty darn good chance that everybody listening to this podcast right now, you are not an exception to the rule. And I don't mean that in, 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 a, in a negative way at all. I don't want to, I'm not even saying at all that you're not special. You you are more than that in a second, but you're not an exception to the rule. You got to earn your happiness. Why? Because them's the rules. You got to earn your fitness. Why? Because them's the rules. I don't care what machine you buy. It looks like nobody's doing the work on the infomercial, but when you get that machine, if it doesn't do anything while you're doing it, it's not going to work. Quick fixes don't work. Why? Them's the rules. That's what that is. And if we, every time that we, every moment we spend trying to figure out that, uh, is this going to be the thing that derails the rules and changes it and makes it, makes it possible for me to achieve my dream without any work associated or struggle associated, every moment you spend with that is a waste of your time. It's a waste of your time. It's moments you could have spent creating and working and moving your body and thinking about the food that you want to start nourishing your body with and that it's not restriction. It's about joy and energy and vitality and not getting hung up on the, the perceived negatives of, I mean, how, when it, at what point did eating healthy just become a, oh yeah, they're very restrictive because they put healthy food in their body and feel fantastic. That must be horrible. Get special in another way, okay? Get special in another way. Don't do a diet because you think I'm. This is I'm different. I am different. I'm different. I can. I am really good with infomercial equipment. I know that this thing that's the ab, the ab stranger. I just made that up. The ab stranger, uh, which is a person that you don't know who walks in your house and like pounds their fist on your abs. That I think that's the th- that's the thing that I would develop and I would probably make a lot of money, okay? Don't think that you're sp- I'm different. You are different but not in that way. Okay? I love the fact that each of us is different. I've said it in this podcast that each person's trek in the small steps context is different because we are different. How we approach our lives is different. But how we're not different is that all of us All of us have to work for what we want if we actually want to get it for real. We have to make it happen for ourselves. If you dive into a diet because somehow deep down you think it's going to be different for me, 
you're going to lose. You're going to, and you're going to waste that time. I, but I thought it was going to be different. And then at the end, you're going to feel worse because you go, oh, I guess I'm not different, but you are in other ways. So now get back into it and actually start doing things that do express your differences, like honest, authentic, even though I'm kind of annoyed by the word authentic now it's like overused like it's just authentic be authentic my authentic 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 often but true honest authentic eh, work expression that that is how the difference of you comes out don't sell yourself short with getting into things that you know now on some level are a bunch of crap and they're not going to deliver it for you. They're not going to. Don't waste any more time. Or just start thinking about it to get to the point where you go, we are done here. I'm never doing a diet again. I might do things that look like some diets I've done, but they're not diets because I'm in charge this time, because I'm doing the changes on my steps list, because I am creating these habits and behaviors in ways that are long-lasting and minimally stressful along the way. I'm making this a part of my life forever. I'm putting this into my wall of behaviors. If you're just joining me, go back and listen to old, old episodes. I'm putting this into my wall of behaviors in a way that will stay there. I'm not going to fool myself to think that I'm different from everybody else because I think a diet is going to stick with me, but it won't stick with the billions of other people who do it. Come on, get past it. Let it go. That's not how you're different. You're different because if you started today and wrote a book or painted a painting or danced or drew something or played music, it would be different if you did it from you. If you got to know yourself well enough to express that, it will be different because everybody's different. But we don't ever get to that depth. We don't ever get to the expression, deep expression that actually shows who we are. We never get there because we're so tied up in advertising and all these kinds of things. It's like that adage, you know, I want the knowledge to know what I can change and what I can't, or I totally paraphrase that in the worst possible way. It's not that simple. Knowing what we can change and what we can't change is a difficulty. It does require attention because of marketing. We are sold if we're not in a good place where we can get perspective enough to look at something and go, that's a bunch of crap. But if we're tired and we were watching a TV show, they're very, very good because they those people study. They know what is effective. They know what hooks us. It's very, very studied. It's very researched. There are marketing geniuses who know how to hook us. And so because they do, when they do that, we have this trigger in our brains that goes, yes, that is the answer. But we forget what the question is, which is how can I be happy? Not really, how can I get six-pack abs? That's really not the question. That might be a, 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 an answer for you on your way to being happy. I'm not here to set, tell you whether that's right or wrong. What I am saying is when you have time and attention enough in your life to ask the real questions, you're going to be less susceptible to that brilliant marketing that hits us when we're not even looking and when we're tired the most. That's why those things are on in the middle of the night. I can't sleep. I'm fatigued. I'm stressed because I can't sleep. Boom. Ab stranger. Purchase guy walks in your house, starts banging on your abs. It's just amazing. 1990. If you buy now, 1995, three, four, five times, you get charged 1995 five times. But if only if you call now at 214 in the morning. Okay. It is not that simple. It's not enough to just go, okay, I'm just not going to get hooked into stuff. I'm going to know what I can change and know what I can't. 
done, done, but yet tomorrow in my commute, I'm stressed, and then I'm stressed at home, and I'm stressed with my kids, and I got to make dinner, and I got all this stuff to do, and it's fun, but some of it's fun, some of it's not, but I'm stressed, and I have no time to like parse those things out. The exception, if you want to, I'll tell you what, here's, here's how you can be exception to the rule. Do the hard work. Do what's leaving this world, and I'm not. I'm. I, I'm really trying my best not to sound just like an old person. I back in my day, but it was kind of the same back in my day. But what's leaving this world is the actual ability to work our asses off. We are such a hack-oriented culture now. It's crazy. We spend most of our time on social media. We don't buckle down. We don't want to accept that that it takes hard work. We think because we see the Kardashians that that is how success should be had by all. That we should be able to just walk around with a camera following us and that's going to equal millions and millions of dollars with literally almost zero achievement and actual creation of things. And I'm not, do they can do their thing. I don't know if they're happy or not. Don't know, don't care. I know that I want happiness and I understand the rules, which is that I, as much as I fight, and I talked about this in the, in the YouTube video, I do have tension of, I just want to not, I just want to have a break. Once I get past the race, once I get past my book, then I'll be happy. But the fact is I can look back at my life now and go, every time I finish a thing, I immediately start a new thing. I, there must be a reason. It's because it feel it makes me feel good to accomplish and to create and to make and to produce. It makes me feel better. And if it makes me feel better, then I'm a better father. I'm not sitting around going, I wish I could do something else right now. I'm doing that and spending time with my kids. And there's a balance there. And I got to make sure that Lisa and I, you know, don't get overwhelmed with the work that we do so that we can have the other stuff that we totally value in our lives. But I want to work. I want to produce. I'm My freedom these days, the liberation of these days is not me sitting down to write a book and going, I wonder if I could figure out how to do this faster. I could do it faster. I could hire a ghostwriter. I could hire a ghostwriter to write my book and you guys would never be the wiser. But guess who would lose out? Me. And I could sell billions of books that way. Maybe if the ghostwriter was an awesome, just ama- just the most amazing, way better writer than I am and I sell millions of books and I'm interviewed on TV and all the while... It ain't me. And I know it. I know it. And guess who knows? You know what you're doing and not doing. You know when you're trying to cheat. And you know what it feels like. It doesn't feel as good. Or maybe you haven't buckled down enough to enough of a level to to really feel what it feels like to accomplish. And maybe you don't because you think to accomplish means taking on a huge gargantuan project. And it doesn't. What it means is acting. What it means is accept the rules of the game and then say, okay, this is going to take a long time. This is going to take work. This is going to make the result that I started this process with a lot less important on day one because I'm now I'm acting. And because it's long term, I'm not checking the scale every single five minutes because I know that I've just embarked on a three-year project to get myself to a healthy weight. So yeah, I'll check it once a year, but I, this is long-term. I got to get deep in this. I got to get, I got to find out what were the behaviors that led me to this. I got to accept the fact that what I've been doing hasn't been working, even though at times it seemed like it was, but it's not. And I'm over it. And now I got to work. And I can sit here and complain that it should be happening faster than it is. And every moment I do that is cheating myself out of the process 
an experience of learning how to do it right. That's how you become an exception to the rule of what is going on in society today and the reason why diet books are so popular and the reason why quick fixes are so popular and the reason why fad diets are going to emerge one after one is because people are looking for a way to get what they want with as minimal struggle as possible. We do better when we go, that just ain't the rules. The rules are hard work and struggle. I get it. Okay, now, now I can actually get some freaking work done once and for all and actually be happy instead of just being distracted time after time over the last 40 years. No more. I don't care how old you are. It stops today. It ends here. Back it up. Start from scratch. Wipe the slate clean. Okay, What can I take on today that is action today that begins this process for real for the first time in my life? And let me ask the real questions first for the first time in my life. Let me ask the real questions of what I want and how I think is going to be the best way that I can get those things. It's time that you guys ask those questions. It's time that I ask these questions. It's time for all of us to ask these questions. Stop getting distracted. Understand the rules of the game. Accept them and then move. Dig? Yes? You're not answering. Did I did I upset you? Did I upset you? I'm sorry. You're not talking to me now. Okay. That's very mature. You're just not talking to me. You're driving your little Audi on Highway 5, and you're just not talking to Sid now. Okay. Well, then I guess it's time for me to end this podcast. I know you're not that mad at me. Um, you guys are awesome, and I'm glad you're here. And if you're just joining me, I'm glad you came on board, and, and please go back and listen to old episodes. I am going to shut it down here today because I think I've said what I've, I've said my piece. I got the Becky Bagwell ref. Oh, I got one more. Okay, one more bit of piece, one more piece of news. My book is not finished. That's not news because that's just how it's been for the last three months. Just not finished. But it is on Amazon for pre-order. The publisher put it up there, and I'm like, guys, that's pressure. Anyway, here's the title. I was waiting to announce it because, you know, I don't want to announce it before it's kind of inked, and now it's inked. Titles, the cover's been designed. It's called Raising Healthy Parents. Small steps, less stress, and a thriving family. Okay, so if you go to Amazon and search on raising healthy parents, small step, and I think just got up there. So if you just do raising healthy parents, it probably won't come up. But if you go raising healthy parents, colon, small steps, less stress, and a thriving family, or even just small steps, it'll come up. Okay, I'm very excited about it. Let me know what you think about the title and and or the cover. I think it's cute. And I'm very excited about it. Um, I am honing in. I'm not close, but I'm I'm getting there on it. The process has been um, at difficult at times, but but I'm learning you know learning from it as well. So I'm happy about that. All right, you guys. Episode 182. Boom. Done. Out of there. In the can, as they say. You guys have an awesome week. Treat yourself well. Think about the rules, the game. What do you? I think about if you're trying to cheat something. Wait a second. I keep trying to work around this thing. Why don't I just? not do that anymore. What a waste of energy that is. I'll put that into doing it right. Kind of cool, huh? Email me if you have any questions or comments. Podcast at SidGarzaHillman.com. Thanks again for everybody who supports me in whatever way you do. You guys are awesome. And I will be here next week for episode 183. Wow. All right, you guys. Be well.
myself Yes, I am sinking Take your hands off me Maybe I can't swim And I might just not This time She said Yes, I am sinking Closer, my breath is stolen. You closer, I am falling.
sand Yes, I am falling Here I may stay Here I want to 